welcome to the Genesis Church Podcast. Welcome to Thursday Talk. I am your host, John and Pastor Johnny Sierra. Super excited to have you guys joining us here today with me. Wanted to get uh, with you guys early on this podcast, uh, letting you know that we had some technical difficulties with our podcast the first uh, five and a half minutes. Uh, we had some audio issues. And so uh, once you hear the podcast, it's kind of going to go into our conversation already. But just to give introductions, we had um, co-founders Ron Paul and Eric Stites joining us as special guests. They are uh, from Crosstown Ministries, an um, organization that helps uh, families and children in the inner city of Orlando, Florida. Um, and a great ministry. We were able to really have a great conversation in regards to what um, the why behind the what and what they do in ministry and really seeing their heart and passion for the inner city uh, here in Orlando, Florida. So I hope you tune in. I hope you enjoy. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, um, Instagram at the Thursday Talk Podcast. And you can find us at Genesis Church Orlando and Facebook and YouTube if you want to watch the live video recording. So again, thank you so much and sit back and enjoy. But just so grateful um, yeah. because who gets that opportunity, right. you know what True. I mean, to, to rest like that. He's holding it down. Clearly, it was it's the grind, and I'm gone. So that was you know well planned on my part, but um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, also, yeah. You know, ready to come back, ready to you know f- figure out what's what's what do we got going on next? How do we continue to make an impact? But um, you're pastoring but, too, right? No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, uh, that's part of the story of how we started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not a pastor of a church right now. Okay, I okay. I was on staff with a church, and that's actually how this whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to that. I want to know a little bit about that. That's awesome. You're going into sabbatical here soon. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The countdown has begun a while ago. Yeah. I'm ready for some rest myself. So yeah, looking forward to it. That's going to be my first one. So, and everybody's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, it's a valid question because I'm never not doing anything. And I'm usually doing multiple things at the same time. So could be a new experience i'm looking forward to that's it that's awesome yeah we'll see what happens yeah we'll i'm see. excited for we'll you see. man i gotta you, hide out you told us a little bit about what you got going on and it sounds exciting so yeah 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 looking forward to to stretching myself in yeah. certain areas but then also in in really like resting like for real not just saying i'm resting but yeah. resting for real so yeah you know, i'm spending that's some awesome, time with man. some good books yeah it's a challenge it's a challenge that's awesome man yeah man we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, family life, uh, you know, at, how does that look and kind of just where you, st- where, where, if you're married, got kids, so. Ron Paul, um, uh, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Let's go. Brooklyn. Uh, you're a Brooklyn, you're a Brooklyn boy too. <laughs> That's why y'all connected so quick. <laughs> I mean, whatever, I see that. That's right. That's awesome. Let's go. Yeah. It's a nice, it's an awesome name.
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's seriously how it happened. <laughs> that's how we met. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. kind of caught each other at the right time yeah yeah eric how about you man how, how's family life looking for you yeah well as i shared four kids um and we've been married for 12 years as well awesome um, man and uh so yeah we live um in paramore been there like i said oh, for yeah, nine yeah, years yeah. Uh, where we are um yeah so for me there were some formative moments i'm from naples florida okay um, so what a boy it's not brooklyn you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, transition was real <laughs> <laughs> I don't try to pretend like it's Brooklyn. It's you know the Whole I mean? Foods in Paramore. No. So that's right, Whole Foods. There might be soon, unfortunately. Well, that's a whole other topic of conversation. But, um, but yeah, so it, my whole life has been this life, uh, I think, of intersections. Right. right. Where you come to certain points and, like, it's it's a little bit of, like, am I going to go right or am I going to go left? Mm. Or Matrix, am I going to take the red pill or the blue pill? You know what I mean? Mm. Am I going to see things for what they really are? Or am I going to act like, nah, I, I heard that, but I don't need to deal with it, right? Gotcha. And if we're being honest, I'm going to go right in. Yeah, yeah, let's go for right it. Go. Yeah, so let's go. As, as a white guy from Naples, right, right. I mean, which is, you know, everything's pristine, you know, everything is whatever, and that's what it's, that's, that's like the pride of the thing, right? Right. Um, you know, you don't have to deal with all the hard stuff a lot of times, right? So, uh, the, then, but then the question is when you encounter it or you see certain things. Yeah. Am I going to be like, well, I don't have to deal with that? Mm. Or as a believer, am I going to look at this and be like, mm. there's something here, right? God is this God of justice. And so when something is wrong, we pay attention, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in our world, in our country, I, because of where I'm from and all that, I have the ability, the privilege to say, I'm not going to deal with that, right? Mm. But my life has been this life of intersections where just in God's kindness, his grace, he's allowed me to continue to kind of like take the, the right pill where it's like, yo, this is deep, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, that, you know, you could turn left here, but turn right. Like that's where life is. That's where depth is. That's where I am. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, and so that led me basically to getting to this place where being in a community like Paramore was like, that's the calling. It was just clear, right, uh, for me. So, um and so being in the community for us is a, is a huge part. Um, so I, I, I learned this from a ministry that was in New Orleans called Desire Street Ministries. And part of it was, hey, Jesus uh, left heaven and came to earth, right, incarnated, put on skin and said, I'm a part of your neighborhood, right, wow. so to speak. Um, so when we do ministry, um, we've, we've got to take on that same character, right? Um, in the same way that the Father has sent me, so I send you. Mm. So he didn't send us, you know, to phone it in, you know, Facebook it in or whatever. No, nah, like you got to be there. So, and especially when you're crossing cultures, especially, right, I got to learn. I got to ex- understand. I got to be there when hard things happen. Hard things need to happen to me, right, so that I can be like, okay, now I get it. Right. You can't read that in a book. 
<laughs> you know what I'm it's saying? That's true. You, I don't, you can read 100 blogs. You can't. That doesn't help you at all. Yeah. Experiencing yeah. things is what, you know, and then having a heart that's been opened up, like, to, to say, all right, this is a learning moment for me, mm. right? Not something to avoid and be like, well, remember that intersection? I'm going to go back there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make a U-turn. I can leave all this. Like, no, I got to keep going. So that's kind of how we've gotten to the place. Um, that's that's amazing, yeah, man. Got I got a question. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. Because I want I want to get a timeline. Yeah. So you were part of pastoral staff. Yeah. At what church? New City, Orlando. New City, Orlando. Yeah. And that's based out of what what location, what area? Right at uh, Princeton Street um, is where okay. and I four basically okay. the there's the used to be called the. Uh, Florida Hospital Church. Okay. Now it's like Whole Life Church, so it's part of the, it's part of Advent Health's okay. whole deal. So that's where we meet. Um, that's but we're not a part of that church. That's just where the actual church meets. Okay. So yeah. And so your decision to move into Paramore did that happen while you were there? It happened basically right at the same time. So I okay. graduated from seminary, trying to figure out what was next. New City was hoping to see ministry in this community in in Paramore, and so we said, well, we'd. I feel called to this type of ministry. So sort of a match there. And then, so we moved in, you know, right at the same time. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, that's the timeline. So that was nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And so how did like all of this kind of get started for you guys? Like how did Crosstown begin? And you, I mean, particularly your, your relationship together, like right. uh, that kind of triggered all of this to happen. So for sure. You talked about it in, in the email you sent me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you said in order to know Crosstown's right. story, and, and you, you need to know our story. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. All right, I'll start real quick. I'll be brief and I get to it. <laughs> this part's way, way better. But, um, Intense. So, uh, so we started as a church, okay. right? So I was on pastoral staff in New City. We were a church. Um, and, but again, I'm always in this posture of, I'm trying to learn, right. I'm, 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 I understand that I don't understand and that I, I want to stay there. You know what I mean? So we're doing church and, um, and learning things and, and meeting people. And, uh, af- after a while we had, uh, we had started an after school program, um, th- with one of the residents of the neighborhood. It's one of the biggest, I think, important things is making sure that we're empowering uh, the community, right? So there was a, a woman who helped us start um, this this after-school program. This was before Ron, um, before I even knew who he was, right? Um, but what we began, what I began to learn is that uh, we hear it a lot. I'm a product of my environment. We hear that, right? And when you go to Paramore, you understand that, right? When you live in Paramore, you really start to understand that, right? And even as somebody who's been there for nine years, I know I don't understand it like someone who's grown up there their whole life, but you realize that, wow, like the amount of things that are going on, um, the amount of uh, influences coming at you from every angle are, are tough, right? So then we're doing church, right? So we're doing this Sunday morning deal. And, you know, I mean, you're trying to prep in a sermon and you're trying to prep for this moment of a week. And I realize, like, we can't, I got to stop doing this because the, the issues are so big, right? And so we realized, like, wow, we need to we need to work on a whole environment, right? And uh, of encountering and uh, dealing with just like in any environment where there's seeds and there's water and there's sunlight and there's soil, 
and all that. We need to figure out how do we create this healthy place mm. where discipleship can happen, right? So after school program, the person who helped us start it, um, she um, eventually left. And now we're still a part of New City at this point. And so I began um, just uh, looking for someone to help run the after school program. Um, and that is how we got connected. And so I'll let him take it from there. But the 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 foundation of it is there was a sense of I know I don't know <laughs> and I think that's so important for us in ministry <laughs> at times is yeah. to recognize I don't know what I'm doing mm. but we have a lot of pressure from everybody looking at us it, like that guy knows what he's doing yeah yeah <laughs> oh you don't <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> especially in certain places you know yeah. what I mean and Paramore is one of those places yeah. that you can have your perfectly written ministry plan and you're this and you're that and all and it just it honestly looks at that and it laughs at you like right that was cool yeah. now, now trust god wow right so this was trusting god is what i would wow. say okay. so, all right so uh, is he going to use so, uh can he use this mic okay use this or this which, which one this one this one yeah. okay yeah so um but yeah so basically um we had a mutual pastor friend, Mike Aitchison, great, great man. Um, and when he was looking for that position to fill, he, uh, Mike basically said, I know a guy. And then he put us in a group chat. And we linked up. He met up in Paramore. You know, I never even met, been there. Been in Orlando. I was in Orlando for a few years, but I never even knew this place existed. Right. And I'm coming from Brooklyn, so, you know, I know – Brownsville, I know, you know what I mean? No yeah. certain places um, all over New York, but I never seen the hood in Orlando, mm -hmm. you know? So that was, it was, it was eye opening. Um, but um, he drove me around and I'm just seeing this hopelessness, you know, um, just, it's just, it was just real tough, you know what I mean? To see, you know, cause it's, it's different than in New York. In New York, like, there's this keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Still you know? a grind. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's hustling. Mm -hmm. People who don't have, they're just hustling, hustling, hustling. Mm -hmm. But over here, over there in Paramore, it's like, you see the, these beautiful people, um, but you can tell that there's no hope there that, that they can grasp onto. So they don't even see the capability, you know, that the, the possibilities, the potential of Yeah, just having this conversation with Uncle Ben about the struggle. Well, who, you know, of course, there's a skepticism there. Like, what is this white guy doing there? <laughs> right? That's just natural. Right. Right? In our society. But he gets it. You know what I mean? He can't get it as a black guy, but he gets it. Like, he's not sitting there thinking, like he said, there's this plan and he's about to do a revival and, you know, and all this kind of no. He's just sitting there learning and understanding and knowing that he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. But seeing what's in front of him and um, not labeling people, not, you know, feeling like, oh, all that needs to happen is they just need to do this. Mm -hmm. Or as soon as I start up this program, this whole thing's going to be like, no, he just had a, a heart for the people and an understanding of how their environment has affected their gener generations, mm -hmm. you know, um, and wanting to infuse the gospel 
in a ha- in whatever way we can. So um, we definitely align there. And then throughout time, what happens is like we're we're so different, but we're we're similarly aligned like ministry wise, mm. but we're very different like in regards to temperament and 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 things that we're called to, right? So he um um I'm more like relational. I would say he's very relational, but like that's like my passion is relationships with people and finding out who are you, you know, what individually and just discipling and just going through that and just discussing these things. I'm realizing, um, and, and just through our relationship, we're just realizing how that played out in our ministry, you know, so I'm directing, but then through the time of us directing, we're just bouncing things off of each other and just realizing, you know, just long story short, we just end up simply leading it together. You know, so it was at that point where we're like, you know, I guess you could kind of take take over here. But, you know, we, we were seeing what was happening and it's just like, all right, what does this mean for us? Mm. You know, how does this look like now? Does it have to be this way? You know, and so that kind of challenged us in our perspective on the ministry and, and going forth how, how it should look. And, you know, I mean, you could take it. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I yeah. think just to name one thing, one of the things you don't see in leadership a lot, I feel like, is two people enjoying each other. Mm. And that's something that's really important to us. But not just, like, having fun, although we have a lot of fun, um, but also, like, uh, enjoying each other's gifts. You know what I mean? And not being jealous of each other's gifts. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, and just knowing, like, you are really good at that. Yeah. And honestly, I love when you do that. Yeah. I love watching you do that because it just, it's, I just see God through that, right? That's amazing. I feel like that's rare. Yeah. Then you add the racial dynamic, right? And that's a whole nother level of yeah. where things get whatever. So, man, we've had so many conversations, hard conversations. Yeah. Him checking me and, and, uh, but, but, but the thing is, he's like, this is because I love you. And because of the fact that where else are you going to get somebody to be that honest with you, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that hurt, but <laughs> but that was good. It's like being in the gym type of hurt. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, hurt, but yeah. I, I'm gonna go back again because that's that's what we need. You mm. know, and and I mean, look at our world right now. I mean, look at churches. Look at I mean, we can't agree on all this type of stuff and race and the gospel, and it's all divided. And we're trying to fight. I want to pivot a little bit because I need to ask how this impacts what you do, especially who you're doing it for, right? Because there's that huge, you know, I'm just going to say it, like the white man is the enemy, right? And so a lot of reasons why, you know, this community remains the community that it is is because they're, like, afraid to step out because they step out and they come across different walks of people and there's this inherent fear that anybody that's not your color is out to get you. So how does this uh, elevate, you know, your mission and your purpose out there? Because you are together and you are different. And like you said, it's obvious. Like there's no hiding. You know, you know, and I'm sure you've got tons of stories about just your family being, you know, in Paramore nine years. How, How does your relationship impact what you do? (laughs) <laughs> I would say, um, like, yeah, you know, there's, of course, uh, natural, like you said, skepticism when it comes mm-hmm. to white people, distrust, 
Right. Um, but also, unfortunately, there's uh, uh, sometimes a pedestal that white people are put on. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, they see white people as they're better. Mm-hmm. And some people will see that and feel right. that way. Um, even if they don't admit it, it's because of what society told us. So if I'm sitting here in this struggle mm-hmm. and then I'm looking because a big one thing we didn't speak about is Crosstown, the actual neighborhood where Division Ave right. separates, you know, basically East Orlando and West Orlando. But um, where the Orlando Magic play, the Amway and all that, there's a, a, a block called Division Ave from one side. Um, it's high rises and downtown and all the buildings and it's nice and all that type of stuff. And then right across on the other side is poverty. It's you know, picture perfect if you haven't seen it. Wow. Like you can take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's literally it like two pictures. That's just crazy. Like, wow. Just yeah. like that. So, uh-huh. so then the reason why I'm bringing that up is because when they're seeing white people, they basically see those buildings. Mm-hmm. They see that's where they are. That's what they do. You know, they come park their cars over here to go because they can afford to go to the game, to go to the soccer game, you know what I mean, to go handle their business. Um, so then it's like there's a superiority complex, you know, an inferiority, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? There's that dynamic. So so th- in regards to our relationship, it just puts us on the same, you know, level, same page in front of everyone. And yeah. I think a big part of that, um, is this guy, you know, is the most humble person I've ever met. And he can't say that, right? <laughs> like, I'm the most humble person. Like, like that's the total opposite. But to be honest, like, it's his humility mm-hmm. that leads. Right. And then when someone's humble, it just it just rubs off on you. Like, man, I can't be prideful mm-hmm. around this person that's so humble. You know what I mean? So it kind of just sets the tone. You know what I mean? So that it, it gives room for learning and for for um, growth in relationship because he's so humble. So then people, I think they see that. You know, and we're so different, but we're so close, right? Mm-hmm. So then yeah. that kind of closes the gap that they're seeing when they're looking at the high rises and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, how we constantly lift each other up and how we're on the same page like we're, we're we're fighting the same cause yeah you understand what i'm saying yeah. so then if it's if it's just a whole bunch of people looking the same fighting something then they're gonna look at it like all right that's what we fight right they're gonna think that it's the commonality but when you see two different people mm. fighting for the same thing then now you take your eyes off the people and you start looking at the cause mm. you understand what i'm saying yeah. so yeah awesome. that's awesome yeah that's good like yeah, so you guys, uh, what? Tell us a little bit about your your process. Like uh, my my question is basically like what what condition? Because you you help you help. Tell us a little bit about like the structure, like what you exactly do in Crosstown Ministries. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> um, well. Again, there's a there's like a there's a right now reality to that, yeah. and then there's like a vision reality to that. Okay. All right. So what we say is we're planting a gospel environment where disciples are made. That's what we're trying to do, right? So, like I said earlier, that environment's made up of different things. Uh, right now, one of the main things that that environment has is this after school program. Okay. We call it Crosstown One One Nine. 
which has to do with Psalm 119 being rooted in the word. Mm. PJ wearing a shirt, yes, repping over here. So Go. Um, I'll be getting mine soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's this uh, uh, place where, um, again, we're, we're coming at this from an environment perspective. Okay. Like we're trying, it's 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 about those hours, you know, like you, I think, shared earlier, like three to six, yeah. you know, uh, eight forty-five to three during the summer, like that. That that is it, but that's not it either. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're yeah. missing it if you think that's it, because we're there. <laughs> yeah, this man is there with families and and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, discipleship is the most important thing, um, and and I think we we talk about this a lot. Honestly, he should speak to this, and I'll let him in a second. But discipleship to us is that life on life. Um, piece where I'm, I'm involved in your life on a daily basis. Um, a lot of times we think that is uh, come to this Bible study, um, get this content, you know what I mean, download it into your brain, and then now you're good. Well, again, sometimes that works in different contexts, but in our community, it's not, not the true. move. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because there's so many things. So we need to be able to apply the gospel yeah. to your life in every way. So yeah. what you're experiencing is that on a daily basis with um, the kids uh, that we have in this after school program. So we have that. That's one of the things that we okay. do. Um, we also have a men's discipleship group nice. um, that we call REST. Um, it's spelled R apostrophe E-S-T period. So it's a double meaning REST because it's REST hopefully for uh, men who come that are you know need a place to literally just kind of just be. Mm. But it's also short for reestablishing because we see a lot of times that men are established in some nonsense. Let's be honest, right? Mm, That's true everywhere, right? I mean, it's what what are you rooted in, right? What's your identity in? So we're uh, uh, at this place where we're saying we're trying to gently uproot and and bring you in and plant you in a healthy environment, right, where there's uh, you know who you are, right? Uh, What's your identity found in? So, um, and that really is, I would say, at the core of discipleship for us, not what you do. Gotcha, yeah. It's who you are. Yeah. Right? Even going back to the relationship thing yeah. between me and him, like, what do we do? Well, we just try to be, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, between the two of us, like, who we are. Yeah. So, like, focusing on our relationship together is, like, a, a work, if you will, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The same was the same with discipleship. We we find so often that people don't know who they are, right? mm. um, and so then um, out of that you live out of that lie, right? And so we're trying to constantly say, "This is who you are. Yeah, you're, you're who God says you are, not this neighborhood, this society, what a white person might say about you." Like we're trying to literally hit all those things. Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. this is what it is, and somebody's got to be there. Yeah, like so that can't just be like. Hey, go read that book. They need to be there when one of those things happens. Yeah. And they, you know what I mean? Walking, and that, walking that journey them with them. Yeah. This is, this is what I heard today. This is, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. I yeah. can't do this math problem, so I must be stupid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, no, we got to go back to who you are. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's good. For us, so you, so you, 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 you basically take on these families pretty much or, uh, is that what like what kind of condition pretty much are these families in when you're when they come to Crosstown? You know these kids or these men. 
um, what, where are they, like, where are they at in the state of life? Like, how, how is that? Well, that, that's a deep question. Um, because as he stated, um, and we're talking about over and over, they have been conditioned, mm. you know, so they're in a, a, in a certain aspect, they are in the condition in which yeah. they've been conditioned. It's, it's very intentional. So, um, but we're not believing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the things that's important, even in regardless, in regards to our relationship, constantly coming, circling back to that is I'm not, we're, we're going to see you for who God made you to be, not for what is just, you know, viewed on the outside or the external, you know what I mean? Um, cause even if you got a bad attitude, even if you got, you know, uh, uh, just anger issue or whatever the case may be, we're going to always ask the question, why? Where'd that come from? You know, cause we truly don't believe that that's who God intended you to be. Mm. So, you know, our number one truth is we are who God says we are period. And if we truly believe that, then our identity was given to us from the beginning and nothing can devalue that because God gave it to us. So we don't have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when it even comes to condition, like we're not trying to put them in a better condition. We want to get them to their origin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, back to the garden, you know what I mean? Where they can be naked walking in front, in, in, in front of God Yeah. instead of hiding from him and content, yeah. you know? So that's, that's how we view, to view everyone that comes. And I think that's a big part of our ministry is because when we see them, we see the image of God. Yeah. So, but they are coming to you, right? Like you're not seeking them out. They're coming to you, which means at some point they're recognizing, you know, your door is open, but there's something that they stand to gain from it. Right. I mean, it's a whole lot different than, than going out with the net and dragging them in the door. Yeah. Right. They're coming to you because they recognize there's a deficit somewhere and, and essentially you're helping them discover what that is and then filling it with the gospel. Is that accurate to say, or it's complex, Mm. you know what I mean? So, um, in a certain, in a certain way they're coming to us, but we truly do believe in like the gospel is a pursuit of God to us, like him pursuing us in ways. So it's not like, um, I know what these guys provide and I'm going to come and get it mm-hmm. all the time. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's, um, what's this about? Mm. You know, let me go check this out. And then through that, there's a level of intimacy grown. And then because of the environment, and uh, that they're around and things that they're tied to, then it can easily slip out. Mm. So then therefore now we have to, we're pursuing like, Hey, you good, bro. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? You know what I mean? Hey, let's go hang out. You know what I mean? Cause it's a constant pull. So that's why I say it's kind of complex. Mm, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. just real quick to say to that, it's the importance of presence. Right. Right. So I think there has been a season in the earlier days of ministry for me um, before Ron was here where I just tried to show up in spaces, you know what I mean, to build relationships, whether that's 
playing basketball or just showing up at this neighborhood center or literally just walking around. Like there was that season. Um, but again, that's coming from not just like, Hey, this is a good idea, but what is, what is Jesus, you know, how did he do his work when he was here? Right. And there was a sense of, I'm just, I'm here. Right. And, um, it's part of why we lived living there is, is a part of that. Hey, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you live life, you meet people and you know what I mean? So that's also an aspect to it. Um, and so then there's the pursuit though of like, Hey, how's it going? What's going yeah. on in your world? You know, and that's, that's constant. Um, it really is. But it's like he said, that's the gospel. Yeah. We, we, we are worshiping a God who has pursued us, not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Left up to ourselves. We're, we're out. Right. Yeah. He, he's chasing after us. So we do similar things, right? We're, pursuing people and saying, Hey, remember who you are. Yeah. So, so go ahead around. I was going to say real quick. Um, I, I always talk to him about this, like so many times programs in neighborhoods like this, they're mainly focused on throwing events. Yeah. Right. Um, like backpack event, um, back to school event, Turkey giving, you know what I mean? Giveaway, whatever, all these yeah. events. They gave events to school, I'm not knocking events, but what I'm saying is that's like the focus. That's how, that's the way they think they're making an imprint. Mm. And in and, and in certain communities, that, may, that might work. But in Paramore, that's not going to work um, for meaningful, you know, um, change that's needed. So what we want to be is not someone, not a, a, a organization or a ministry that people remember, oh, those are the ones who throw that event every year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they get the, give out the sneakers and this. We'll this, show that. up then, right? But we want to be the ones where they say, "Oh no, we're, they were a part of my life event." Right. When my mom died, they were there. You know, when my son got arrested, they helped me bail him out. Mm. You know what I mean, when you know we didn't have no money for the funeral, they were there. You know, when my kid was going away from going away to school, they dropped them to the campus and yeah, all these yeah. major events of their mm-hmm. life because it's life on life. We don't want to just create something for people to come visit and be a part of. No, we want to be a part of their life. Yeah, that's good. Be remembered for that. That's so. good. Regards to like ethnicity. I mean, what's the percentage? I mean, is it, is it, is it fully like all black or do you, do you deal with uh, Caucasians or like in that area that you're in? Like how, how is that like is in that area do you guys multi you know cultural do you guys you know hispanic latins you also have as well that come to you guys for like how to how it is how how is that for you guys as far as like percentage like what do you what do you get so we definitely predominantly black yeah um because of the, the neighborhood we do have a, a spanish girl okay who um comes and and they have came yeah you know, but presently we have a spanish girl um his kids are a part of the program. Nice, um, nice. Uh, and then when it comes to like volunteering, it's all everyone, everyone, <laughs> yeah, everyone. Um, and then when it comes to the men's group, it's also mixed. Nice, you know? yeah. So, yeah, it's it's diverse in ministry for sure. I, I say that because people just tend to think it's all African American. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like they don't understand that there there's the struggles. It, it crosses any barrier for sure for sure you know and yes. like so they they maybe associate the areas that you're talking about and specifically targeting as just you know african-american centered and and no like there is 
people. There is different cultures. There's different ethnicities, you know, that are dealing with the same struggles, you know, everywhere they are. And so um, I'm glad you guys are having that opportunity to really reach like different multicultural ethnicities. Like how does your volunteer, like how many volunteers do you have now? And like, how does that, what's the total number now that you guys have? I don't know exactly. To be honest with you, COVID, as you guys yeah, probably experienced yeah. in some ways, you know, there was like this trend of like trying to increase, increase, and then that yeah. just was like, whoa, what just happened? So I'd say we're in the position of trying to, to, to bring that up. But the volunteer opportunity is uh, to help uh, with academics with our kids every yeah. single day of the week. So each day you might have two, three, four volunteers, you know, that are – you know, they don't come every day, but I'm saying like they'll, it could be that. So in terms of the total number, you know, I'm not just varies, sure yeah. over the course of the whole thing, but each day, you know, we're, we're trying to get to a position where we have the more, every kid could be sitting with a, yeah. with a volunteer yeah. working on something academically. You know what I mean? We're not educators like yeah. in case we didn't notice. Right. So that's not our expertise. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yet it's one of the biggest, you know, obviously things kids that's their job at that age is mm. you know work on your education so the more people we can have in the room that just like <laughs> help us the yeah. better so that's a, some of the pictures you sent you know like um you had a good group of kids like does do you naturally draw in more 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 kids in 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 in, in the discipleship or is it is it is just kind of it, it's evenly uh across all ages like what uh, what does it tend to draw in for you guys? Well, I would say because we have an after-school program, yeah. like programmatically, obviously that's about kids. Yeah. But all those kids have parents. Yeah. Right. And so there's ministry happening there uh, yeah. in, in, you know, profound ways that honestly nobody will probably ever even know. Right. Yeah. Or it's not as obvious as it is if I tell you, hey, I'll come out to the program. You can kind of see what's going on yeah but you're not going to see a conversation that he might have with a with a mother and the way um the gospel is going forth you know in in her life so programmatically yes it's i would say mainly kids right now although in the future um part of the vision is to continue to expand yeah. that environment you know? so we've done things with job training before um so that's obviously for adults yeah, yeah. um and so we want to continue to do that um, starting with kids is just, it's, there's just so many things that are so important about that. Yeah, you yeah. know, we have an opportunity to really impact for generations to come, the opportunity to be with families where we wouldn't normally, yeah. you know, but kids is that, is that place where it's, it's everybody cares about their kids, wants to see that the best for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's a great place to start, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Um, what are the kind of the biggest challenges you guys face? Like, I mean, COVID kind of hit a little, uh, hit hard for a lot of different people. So I know those are obstacles we've all faced. But like recently, what's kind of been some challenges you guys have been facing in, in, in Crosstown? Um, I would say the thing about Crosstown is the challenges are always there. Mm -hmm. So even during the pandemic, it wasn't much change for them. If that makes any sense, because like already it, you're already in it, yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow, it's so <laughs> so true. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it was just never really a change. So that's a part of what I was saying earlier. 
with the hopeless aspect. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're talking about as a community, mm-hmm. they're just used to hopelessness. So then every day is just a day of hopelessness. So it's not, wow. it's no, it's, oh, today's raining. Yesterday it was sunny. Today it's cold. You know what I mean? They said, no, it's the same every day. And that's the depressing part. And that's what we're trying to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a community, that's, that's how it is. As a ministry, um, our challenges, I think, is um, just gaining awareness um, so people know that we exist, um, making people understand how important this discipleship is because discipleship isn't quantifiable. So, you know, if we had this reading program where we can show statistics and numbers and this amount of kids are doing this and this, that, and other, then people will get on board. I want to get behind that. But when you're talking to people about discipleship and heart work, mm-hmm. they, some people just don't understand, don't care to understand, don't take time to understand, don't allow themselves to go there, wow. you know, um, internally. So then it just, it's just tough, you know, because wow. um, it's, it's, it's not something you can put on a PowerPoint. You know, um, especially when the stories are so intimate. Like we're not sharing these intimate stories with people. Yeah. You know, sure. I mean, these are these people's business, you know, um, but we just always ask people come visit because you'll see BJ's been there. You know, what I mean, you'll see you'll see the kids. You know, you met some of the kids like yeah. you'll see what's happening there. You know, um, I always look at ourselves like, you know, a lot of times now when it comes to promotion and marketing, people are hitting like. The, the, the camera angles, you know what I mean, to make it, this, place, this place look big and Pinteresty, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and then you go there and you're like, this is underwhelming, yeah. right? We're the opposite. Like, we don't really put ourselves out there like that. You know, we're not like blasting it and whatever, but when people come there, they're like, wow. Like, but it's not like nothing Pinteresty. What we're really just putting is God on display. You know, through his people, through his work, through his ministry, you're just seeing him be displayed. And there's no way that you're not going to not be in awe by God's work. Mm. So, that's good. That's that's good. Much it. And, like, uh, is there, like, an impactful moment that really stands out for you, you know, and throughout these years that you just kind of, like, it keeps you going even through the, through the most difficult challenges you face? Is there, like, a story or uh, a moment that you can kind of lean on? In, in within the ministry, I know there probably is a ton, but <laughs> yeah. any of them stand out. I'm just I'm not I'm not being corny, I'm not being lame, but I'm 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 just being dead honest. There's no one story. Mm. Yeah. Like it is our story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we do discipleship wholeheartedly. It is a very rare thing. And that comes from the top down. Yeah. So starting at our relationship, you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy story in Crosstown is how I get hired as director and become co-founder <laughs> to a white man who starts, you know what I mean, this ministry. Yeah. Who does that? You know what I mean? Who does that? Who humbles themselves to the point where, you know I mean? I know I hired you, but no, I, I want you and I need you as a partner. You know what I mean? That's and powerful. Come take the seat next to me. Mm. You know what I mean? That... That's a story within itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, But just even through the staff, in order to be a, 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 a staff member there, you have to agree to be discipled. 
So, you know, these they don't want, a lot of programs, they clock in, all right, let's go pick up the kids. No, that's not the case. Every, every staff member is spending at least an hour with me being discipled. What's going on in your life? What are you struggling with? What do you want to rejoice? How, how can I rejoice with you? And, you know, I mean, all of that. And then before we even go pick up the kids, there's a discipleship element. You know what I mean? Where Mondays we're going over the kids' praises and encouragements. What's things we want to praise them for that they're doing? What's things we want to encourage them to stop doing or start doing? Right? And then Tuesdays we have Bible study together where we're going through the first of the week. You know what I mean? Which is based off of the theme of the semester. Our theme this semester is poetic, which is the product of environment that I choose. Mm. You know what I mean? That we have a verse of the week coming from that theme. And we're all going through the verse. We're not just going let the kids go through it. We're all going through it as a staff. Wednesday, staff development. Hey, I had this interaction with this kid. I don't know if I handled it well. Um, you know, I, I, I said this, that, and the other, you know, um, but I feel like I was doing more behavior modification than actually reminding them who they really are. You know what I mean? So we can go, go through that. Thursday, we do sharing and praying where forget all the kids. How are you? Mm. You know what I mean? And then we can be vulnerable and transparent at a table amongst each other. And Friday, we team build. We just kick it some type of way. You know what I mean? But that's every single day, you know what I mean, of the week. Mm -hmm. So it just it builds this intimacy amongst each other that this ain't about the kids. Don't come here thinking you, you, you were the one that's saving somebody or whatever. No, you're in it. And anyone who's truly in ministry knows that God is ministering to you as yeah. soon as you start, you know what I mean? And if you sure. miss that, then you're in big trouble. You know that's what true. I mean? So that's, that's the, our, our story, though. But in these kids, man, I started there because because of that, it creates this environment for that where everyone is being humbled to what God is doing. You know what I mean? Presently. And you could just sense it. You know, so every kid is finally in a safe place. Every kid is getting a consistent watering, a consistent sowing, a consistent sunlight whatever you want to call it and you can see it and you can see it the impact of it you know what i mean because they come little guarded and then you see them soften up see them open up see them be vulnerable so we have kids that started years ago and then now you see them you're like whoa and then mm. kids that's been there before me and then I, a volunteer comes who's who never even met me and they're like oh i know this kid whoa yeah you know what i mean they're looking at the kid like whoa because to be honest when we see their parents, they have so much struggles, but the kids will end up being that and deal yeah. if no one comes and intervenes. You know what I mean? So honestly, when we're seeing the kids and their struggles, like it's you know one plus one equals two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you keep going this direction, you're gonna run into this. So then to to disrupt that and then see someone else come in and be like, whoa you are clearly heading that direction. Mm. And I, I know what that's like. Cause I, I done been back to like a friend's um, christening and I seen a woman that went to my school, that worked on school. She's like, Ron, Ron Paul, is that you? I, I would never thought I would have saw you. Like, I thought you would have been dead by now. Yeah. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? So I know what that is. It's not just, you know, it's not, it's not just something I'm being introduced to. Yeah. So yeah. to intervene and to break these conflict cycles, like there's stories in every single child. So to just pull one out mm. is so difficult. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's amazing. And it's a yeah. it's a blessing to see God's just glory on display. Yeah. yeah that's powerful, man. Wow. Um, what do you guys want to see in the next like five to ten years? Like what's your vision? What's where do you want to go? Um, you know, with the ministry and, and just just all that, you know. Yeah, you know, it's tough. Um, it's one of those things where you got your plans, but how do you share those with people without, you know what I mean, making it like, well, I'm not sure exactly yeah. what's going to happen because God's in control. But in short, like we want to continue to add to the environment. You know, we, we see the environment as, I think a lot of times, obviously we've been talking about kids a lot this whole time and an after-school program, and that is true. Our heart, though, is to begin to build this out, yeah. right, to where, you know, there's there's one piece, but we know that's not the whole thing. It's just a part of a bigger whole, and so um, so I'll give you categories. I don't know about specific things because we're trying to, you yeah. know what I mean, um, figure this out. We're literally talking like, all right, what's next, right, yeah. right now? So, yeah. but I would say um, mental health counseling, right? Mm. Trauma is real. We see we see um, people living out of their trauma. Right, and then repeating that to people, kids, whatever, um, and and we look at it, and then, um, but we don't actually deal with it a lot of times, right? Or we give, hey, just read this book, or come to this Bible study, or whatever. You need somebody who can get in there, right, and help you even understand what's going on, mm. right? Here, right, what has happened in uh, in your life? Um, so that's a big piece that we're actively working on right now. Wow to try to bring, whether that's a, a mom, you know what I mean? Or even with kids, but that's important. I mean, you got to deal with that. Um, education, like we do an after school program, but we're, we're looking and trying to explore, like how can we continue to better that part of, of who we are and what we do? Cause that's huge. Like I said, that's the future for our kids, right? That's their job right now. So we need to make sure we continue to get better, better at that. Um, economics and and job training aspect right Mm, so that's we've already done that yeah kind of figuring that out like what's the best fit for us and how do we you know not reinvent the wheel but yet really dive deep into yeah um seeing transformations that's a huge piece that we want to continue to um to work on um and then just like what does it mean for this place um crosstown ministries to also be a spiritual community you know, church, whatever you want to call it. Like I told you at the beginning, we started that with that, right? We don't have like a worship service, but like, what does it look like for us to be that right now? Yeah. Um, so gotcha. next five to 10 years, we're certainly trying to ask that question, you know? Um, That's good. And what does that mean? What does that look like for us? Given yeah. the, the, the uniqueness of kind of who we are, the, the, the realities of our community that we're in, how do we not just like kind of um, replicate the model <laughs> of churches or whatever but like what does this look like so um and so then as you see if you can imagine all of that in your head now you can start to see like oh man like there's the sunlight and there's the water and there's the seeds and there's the soil and you can start to feel like that's a an environment where somebody comes in they're like wow like i needed this and you had that Mm. i needed this and you had that and at the center of it all is this is what it means to follow jesus yeah you know it's not like this is one of those you can't really take that out. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's actually just, we're trying to say discipleship is every aspect of my life. Yep. Right. That's true. Um, it's not just like my spiritual thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, this is literally, it's, it all matters. And so we're trying to say 
if it all matters, then how can we make sure we're, yeah. you know, holding ourselves accountable to it all mattering. So, yeah, that's powerful, that's man. Saying. Wow. And so how can families or people connect with you guys, uh, if they hear this or just spreading the word, like how can they uh, connect with you guys? Where can they find you guys at? Well, we are located at 430 South Paramore Avenue. And the reason why I'm starting there is because we want to see you. Yeah. Come out. Yeah. Come out. We want to experience <laughs> you. Um, because, like, my – he – we're a tag team. He sees this – he's big picture. Yeah. We love that. Me, I'm, like, right here, right? So my five ten year is, yo, how many people can we disciple? Mm-hmm within five to 10 years, like how many people can come visit? How many relationships can we, you know, begin and, and grow and intimately, you know what I mean? And they can be sent wherever, you know what I mean? In all different facets. That's, that's, that's the five thing. I want that to expand, you know, dramatically. Um, so yeah, but 430 South Paramore Avenue, come check us out for sure. You give them all the rest of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, baby. Um, no, I mean that's a clearly yeah. that is the most important thing, yeah. um, and and the invitation is there for like literally any time too. Yeah. So we would love to. I'd love to drive you around and give yeah. you love my version of the, you know what I mean, the the, the cross town tour yeah. or whatever, um, just from my experience. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, there's Facebook, so yeah. Um, Crosstown Ministries, you can look us up there. Like he said, like we're not good at that stuff right now because we're so focused on what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna be yeah. honest. So uh, if you know how to do that, you know, what I mean? come on down, help us out. Um, you got the website too, Crosstown dot life. Crosstown dot life. Um, there is there is a video on on the website that I think is just I saw that, helpful, that was powerful. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get a feel testimonials for what we are and all that. Yeah. 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 There's Instagram. That's Crosstown One One Nine because that's specific to the after school program. But you okay. can definitely, you know, see the kids and what yeah. they got going on there. Um, so those are definitely ways to um, to to check us out. That's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I I'm. This has been great, man. I really appreciate you guys really coming in and just telling us about the ministry and the discipleship that you guys are pouring in, man. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's it's making an impact. Just seeing some of the the video was powerful. You can see the just the realness of it uh, in the testimonials and the way that these families are being impacted. And, you know, it's just a testament of your guys' obedience, step of faith, uh, and really just taking things to, to, to the deeper level, to the core of what, what gospel-centric ministry is all about. And so I really... Can I share one more thing yeah, that yeah, we got go coming up? Because I think yeah. it's helpful. So we do have an event coming up, as much as we're not event guys. <laughs> but... Um, it's called the intersection. I said earlier when I was telling you my story that my story has been a story of intersections. So we've created this moment, um, September 24th. Um, uh, you could, you'll see it on the website if you go there eventually. It's not up there right now, but it's uh, but check back in. You got to register for it because okay. it's limited space type of thing. But it's an opportunity to like hear some of what you heard on a deeper level, like between us, our own our own personal stories, how we came together and then like how that intersected with the community itself. Mm. So it's like a good, if you're kind of busy or whatever, but you've got a Saturday morning, like it would be a good opportunity to just experience that and allow God to see like, what does he do from there? Yeah. But yeah, that's September 24th. Let's so go September 24th. Yeah. That'd yep. be great, man. Yep. Um, awesome. Awesome.
Thank you for tuning into the Genesis Church podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you want to connect more with Genesis Church, you can find all of our information at www.genesischurchorlando.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando.